Welcome to Jury Duty. I'm your host, Carrie Antholis. This season of Jury Duty explores the trial of Michael Barrison, who was charged with the attempted murders of Lauren Kanarek and Robert Goodwin. Kanarek was struck in the chest by two bullets from Barrison's weapon, and as it was undisputed that Barrison fired those shots, his legal team argued that he was not guilty because he was legally insane at the time of the shooting, and in the alternative, because he fired those shots in self-defense. In our last episode, we began our look at the direct examination of the trial's first witness, Corporal Derek Heimer, the police officer who initially responded to the dispatch reporting shots fired on August 7, 2019 at 411 West Mill Road in Washington Township, New Jersey. In this installment, we hear the conclusion of Heimer's testimony, including the defense cross-examination of the officer. That's coming up right after the break. 911 Corporal, a few follow-up questions for you related to that 911 call. Did you arrive on scene and hear your voice on that call yes. that we just listened to? Have you ever responded to an active shooter call before? No. Had you ever responded to a scene like this before? No. When you got on scene, you indicated that you saw Mr. Goodwin on top of the defendant? Yes. And you had indicated that you asked where the shooter was and he said right here? Yes. Did you hear that on the call we just listened to? Yes. When an individual was saying, if you fucking move, I'll fucking kill you, who was that? That was me. Who were you talking to? Mr. Barrison. You indicated that when Officer Wurtenberg got on scene, you had asked him to get chest seals? Yes. Did you hear yourself asking for chest seals on that call? Yes. Now, you indicated that some other uh, officers and EMTs besides on Wurtenberg and Jason Hensley had arrived on scene? Yes. And you also indicated that as other individuals started to arrive on scene, that you were continuing to provide uh, medical help or assistance to Lauren Canner. Yes. I'm going to show you again what's been admitted into evidence as S-389. Do you see the approximate area where you uh, were providing medical assistance to Ms. Kenrick on this uh, diagram? Yes. Can you tell the jury where that is? It's, it's labeled as such on the side, and it was right in the area between that back door and the bush right on the patio and that's where it says approximate location of victim medical treatment yes that's consistent with where you were when you were rendering attention to her yes that was the general area we were in corporal we we are now displaying what's been marked as s206 you've seen this picture before yes and is this a fair and accurate representation of the layout of the scene when you were there on august 7 2019 yes 
as with the prior photo that you identified, is it fair to say that when you were there, there weren't necessarily medical equipment, uh, gloves, and evidence? That's correct. Was it raining at the time you were on scene? I remember it was drizzling earlier. I don't think it was raining when I actually got there. Now, if you could, for purposes of the jury, orient them to the location where the silver pickup truck would be and the direction that you came from on this picture. The silver pickup truck would be to the left, parked in the driveway. Um, I came from around the other side of the pickup truck. When I emerged from the front, this was basically what I saw. And when you indicated that you saw Robert Goodwin on top of the defendant, do you see that area in this picture, S206? Yes. Can you tell the jury approximately where that would have been uh, using perhaps uh, something that you see in the picture? Uh, looking at the medical bags, the right of the medical bags was where uh, Mr. Goodwin was on top of Mr. Barrison. And are you able to see the approximate area where you observed Ms. Lauren Kenner? Yes. Can you tell the jury the approximate area where you observed her to be when you first got on scene? In the same area as those medical bags. Now you indicated that the 911 call we just listened to that you were dealing with the defendant uh, during the course of that 911 call? Yes. Was that in the an area that you can see on S206? Uh, yeah, it was right in the area of the steps. So is it fair to say that your interactions with these individuals generally all happened in that same area? Yes, when I approached, I spoke from a, a little bit of a distance or toward the truck. As Mr. Goodwin got off, Mr. Barrison, he came to my left and I made my way to the right to Mr. Barrison. Now you indicated that you and Officer Wardenberg Put handcuffs on the defendant yes and uh, you indicated that you turned custody over to uh, officer hensley yes and i think you also said that officer hensley had taken the defendant to another part of the property or another part of the area yes when we turned him over to him he was in the middle of that parking area then moved by a trail except for that corporal we're displaying s250 for the jury do you recognize what s250 is a picture of yes what is it it's the trailer that mr barrison was moved to um, while being tended to by EMS. And during the course of time that he was being tended to by the EMS, where was he located with respect to this picture? He was leaning against the trailer. Do you recall if he was leaning in the area of the left of the tire, on the tire, or to the right of the tire? I don't recall. There are some clothing in the, the middle of the picture there. Uh, do you recognize that clothing? Yes. What would that clothing be? Uh, Mr. Barrison's shirt. And was that the shirt that he was wearing at the time that you arrived on scene? Yes. Corporal, I'm going to direct your attention back now to S389. We'll pull that back up. Do you see the area that we, we just looked at the picture of S250, the area you indicated that the defendant had received some medical treatment at the scene? Do you see that area on S389, the diagram? Yes, I do. Can you identify that area for the jury? Label is the approximate location of suspect uh, for medical treatment. The trailer is labeled on there also. Looks like trailer NC Reg CH55. I can't read the rest though. And that's basically in the uh, center all the way at the bottom. Yes. After uh, medical personnel arrived on scene and started assisting uh, Ms. Kanarek, did you continue to participate in that or do something else? I stayed with Ms. Kanarek. How long did you stay with her for? Uh, un until she was placed on a stretcher and uh, put in an ambulance. I'm not sure of the time frame. Now, at that point, did you go anywhere else uh, within this scene or in this area? Yes. What area of the scene did you go to? I walked to the area where Mr. Barrison was receiving treatment. So if we're looking at S389, you walked to the area towards the bottom of the diagram? Yes. During this time, do you recall if the defendant was speaking with any medical personnel? Uh, he was seated on the ground. There was medical personnel in the area. I didn't see him 
he wasn't speaking with them at the time. They were speaking amongst himself. Do you recall whether you overheard him making any statements during the time you were in his vicinity? Yes, I did. Can you tell the jury uh, what you heard those statements to be? Uh, I had a good life. Now, do you recall uh, whether the defendant said that once or more than once? Uh, multiple times, maybe two or three times. And you just said that he had, he stated, I had a good life. Was that a verbatim statement or is that a summary of what you recall him saying? That's what he said. Were those statements made in response to any questioning by you? No. Any questioning by law enforcement no. officers besides you? No. In response to any questioning by medical personnel? No. Can you describe the defendant's appearance or demeanor at the time that he was making these statements? I uh, just appeared impartial, um, not excited, not upset, not angry, just sitting there. Did you have any issues understanding the words that he used? No. At some point, uh, did you leave the scene? Yes. Can you tell the jury where you went? I went to Hackettstown Medical Center. What was the reason for going there? I had uh, Mr. Barrison's and Ms. Canterick's blood on my hands and arms. I went to uh, get a blood test on. Did you ever come back to the scene? Yes. Do you recall, in general, approximately how long after you came back? I don't recall. It was several hours. It had gotten dark and uh, had been raining. Getting dark and it was raining. That was my next question. When you got back, uh, could you tell if it had been raining? Yes. Judge, I don't believe I have any other questions uh, for Corporal Heimer at this time. All right. Thank you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Edward Belinkus rises to cross-examine the witness Corporal Derek Heimer on behalf of the defendant, Michael Barrison. Corporal. It's Corporal, right? Yes, sir. Corporal. Chief, you got a promotion since last time I talked to you. I did, sir. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. You indicated that uh, you had to go to the hospital for a blood test. Yes, sir. And uh, you had blood on you? Yes. Who's blood with that? Uh, Mr. Uh, Barrison's and, and Ms. Canerick's. Now, you indicated when you saw Mr. Barrison by that trailer that you pointed out here, um, was it angry? Was upset, correct? No, when I saw him, no. And basically, he was talking to himself at that point. Yes, correct? sir. Now, how close were you to him when you heard him make those statements? A couple of feet away. Did you observe physical injuries about his face, his eyes, his forehead, his ear? I recall his, his face having blood on it and a laceration on his forehead. I'm not sure exactly where on his forehead. And did you see an injury to his ears? I, I don't specifically recall. Now, you indicated that on the 7th, your call was in response to an active shooter, correct? Yes, sir. And, and what does that actually mean to you in police jargon? Somebody at a location currently shooting. And, and is it fair to say that you got there within a minute or so? Um, I had to go about a mile, so yeah, uh, approximately a minute or two maybe. You respond to the scene, and when you get there, you see Robert Goodwin on top of Michael Barrison, correct? Yes, sir. And, and was he beating him at that time? No. Was he slamming his 
face into the concrete path. No. Did he appear angry or upset? Yes. First officer. He mean Mr. Goodwin? Yes, Mr. Goodwin. Yes. Now, you had no idea who the shooter was when you first arrived on the scene, correct? Yes. And, and would you agree with me that uh, your department, you were well aware of the fact that there were numerous previous instances where Michael Barrison had called your department, correct? I was aware of incidents down there. I'm not specifically aware of who called on who, but I know that we were down there multiple times for landlord and tenant issues. And you were aware that Barrison was the landlord under that scenario, correct? Yes. Now, when you got there, Robert Goodwin is on top of Michael Barrison, correct? Yes. Robert Goodwin did not have a gun in his hand at that time, correct? No. When you saw Michael Barrison's hand, he did not have a gun in his hand, correct? The, his hand was open under him and the gun was lying right next to his hand. Okay, let's talk about that open hand. Would you agree with me that that open hand was his left hand? Yes. And based on your contact with Michael Barrison, would you agree that that left arm of his had been broken or injured so severely that it was deformed? I didn't recall seeing anything unusual. But that, based on your recollection, was the hand that was near that gun, correct? Yes, sir. So you arrive on the scene, you have no idea who the shooter is, correct? Correct. You have no idea who held the gun, correct? Correct. And you have Mr. Goodwin get off of Barrison, correct? Yes. And you allow him to go back into his house at some point, correct? At that point, he did not allow his, not, not at that immediate time, though. A short time thereafter while you were dealing with Mr. Barrison, correct? At that point, other officers were on scene. I'm not sure where. I know he went back into the house. I'm not sure when exactly that was. You and the other officers on the scene allowed Robert Goodwin back into the house, correct? Yes. He said he didn't do it. I didn't him. do it. You observed Robert Goodwin go back into the house, correct? Yes. Now, when you first observed Lauren Cataract, she was on the ground, correct? Yes. Would you agree that she was incapacitated at that point? Yes. Incapable of, and I'm referring to the state's diagram, running around this entire area, correct? Physically incapable of running around the house, correct? Yes. Was she physically incapable of hand-to-hand uh, -hand combat at that point? She appeared to be. Well, when you say appeared to be, she's lying on the ground with two bullet holes in her, correct? Yes. Now, you asked twice who the shooter was, correct? Yes. Because you didn't know. Correct. correct? And the first time you asked, you weren't clear one way or the other, correct? And that's why you asked the second time. Yes. And Robert Goodwin readily pointed to Michael Barrison and said he was the shooter, correct? Yes, he shook him to indicate that he was the shooter. Now, when you got there, was that dog we heard yapping incessantly attacking Michael Barrison? No. Where was that dog? Somewhere when off. you arrived moments after the call to an active Hold on a sec. Mr. Mr. Belenkis, don't summarize what the witness said previously because that's not what the witness said. He didn't say momentarily. He said it took him a minute or two. So, 
No, he said a minute or two. So I don't want you characterizing in your follow-up questions what a witness says. Just ask your next question. Purple, when you arrived on the scene, the dog we heard yapping, where was he? Uh, I believe he was somewhere near the gravel pile or the driveway. He was where I was speaking with Mr. Goodwin, yelling with Mr. Goodwin. The dog was somewhere by the gravel pile and then somewhere behind me. And so while you were on the scene, you never saw the dog near Michael Barrison, correct? No. And at some point, that dog starts attacking you, correct? Yes. Starts biting at your leg or your boot? Yes, sir, my left leg. And, and did you ask Robert Goodwin to uh, command the dog off of you? I turned, um, while well, Mr. Goodwin was still on top of Mr. Barrison, I turned and looked to my, looked behind me, um, one way or the other. And uh, Mr. Goodwin said not to hurt the dog, and I just shook the dog off my off my leg. And, and do you have any idea why Robert Goodwin asked you not to hurt his dog? Objection. Yeah, how would this witness know that? Oh, sustained. Ask another question. Did Robert Goodwin ask you not to hurt his dog after it started to attack you? Yes. Now, at some point, you advised Goodwin to get off of Michael Barrison, correct? Yes. And based on your observation, Mr. Goodwin was in complete control of Barrison when you asked him to do that, correct? Yes. Irrespective of how big he was or how big Barrison was, he was able to control Michael Barrison, correct? Yes, sir. And Michael Barrison wasn't fighting him at that point when you first arrived, correct? Correct. Now, you indicated that when you rolled Barrison over, you see the pink gun on the ground, correct? Yes. Were you advised by Robert Goodman that uh, there was a camera? I'm going to object to hearsay. Was your investigation collection of evidence? <clears throat> don't get into, I understand the nature of the question, but don't elicit any specific statements attributable to Mr. Goodwin. You can indicate, did you receive information from Mr. Goodwin, and, and did you take any action as a result thereof? But don't, don't get into the specifics, that would be hearsay. So it's sustained in part, but I'll allow you to ask a question in a different way if you rephrase it. Thank you, While you're there at the crime scene, did you see a camera on this side of the house, some point facing directly down where this struggle took place. Yes, I do recall seeing a seeing a camera in the area. And, and did you have any discussions with anyone about a camera possibly capturing this incident? Yes, I did tell somebody. I don't remember exactly who that was, but I do recall telling other officers. And you said you came back to the scene. Uh, did you relay that information in a police report? I don't recall if I wrote that in my report. I'm going to have you refer to page two of your report. You can look at that and see if that refreshes your recollection. Yes, sir. I see that here. Well, I know you see it in your report, but now if you recall putting in the official report that there was a camera which captured a video possibly of this incident. Yes. Now, you were the first of officer on the team on that day, correct? Yes, sir. And you were the first one to see Michael Barrison from the law enforcement standpoint, correct? Yes, sir. And would you describe your observations of him at that time as being incoherent? Yes. And you put that in your official report too, correct? Yes, sir. So, strike that. And it's your recollection when you were handcuffing his left arm behind his back that 
you notice no injury to that arm, correct? That's correct. Now, you indicated that Michael Barrison was uh, being treated medically by people when he was placed near that trailer that you depicted on the state's exhibit, correct? Yes, sir. And, and would you agree with me that there were a lot of people treating him? Yes, there were, there were multiple EMS members and paramedics in the area and, and near him. Okay. Did you see only being two feet away what areas of his body they were treating? When I was standing next to him, while he was seated, the medical personnel were talking amongst themselves, and he was just seated or leaning against that trailer. I'm not sure exactly what they were doing at that time. Uh, did he appear to be in excruciating pain? No, he just appeared to be impartial and was just sitting there. And while he's over there, it's your recollection that he made the statement, I had a good life a number of times, correct? Yes, sir. Do you have any idea what he was referring to? No, sir. Was he speaking to anyone that you could see? He didn't appear to be speaking to anyone. At some point in time, they take Michael Barrison's shirt off him, correct? Uh, yes. And being only two feet away, were you able to see the injuries on his body at that time? I was maybe about five or so feet away, and I wasn't there very long. I was only there for a few moments. Let me ask you to take a look at these photographs. Do those photographs accurately depict what you observed uh, with respect to the injuries Michael Byerson had on the day you responded to the cell? Yes, they look accurate, but when I saw Molly recall specifically was a laceration in his face that had blood all over it. Did have blood all over it? Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Now, you indicated that the gun, the slide was back, correct? Yes, sir. You, as a uh, trained police officer realize that that gun is empty yes sir no bullets in it no sir so when you saw the gun and saw his hand somewhere near the gun um you were not concerned about him grabbing the gun and firing a projectile at you correct no once i took possession of it now you were the affiant for the probable cause for the arrest of him correct yes and with regards to uh, that affidavit, isn't it a fact that Robert Goodwin did not see the shooting? Hold, hold on a sec. Let me see counsel. You know what? We'll, we'll take a quick break. It's the afternoon. Judge Taylor intercedes here, apparently anticipating objection from the prosecutor, as defense attorney Belinkus seems to be asking the witness to testify to what someone else may or may not have seen. After a short recess, the judge gavels the trial back into session. I'd be seated, everyone. We're ready to proceed. That last question asked by Mr. Belinkus was uh, after some discussion withdrawn by Mr. Belinkus. Mr. Belinkus, do you have any other questions for this witness? Just a few, Judge. Go ahead, sir. Corporal, so as far as your involvement on that day, the only information you got with respect to who the shooter was was from Robert Goodwin, correct? Yes. And the only information as to where exactly the gun was came from Robert Goodwin also. Yes, that's correct. He knew exactly where the gun was, correct? He said underneath or under him, something to that effect. I have nothing further. Right. Redirect. Corporal, was the gun exactly where Robert Goodwin said it was? Underneath, yes, it was underneath Mr. Barrison. No further questions. 
And with that, we bring to a close this episode of Jury Duty, the trial of Michael Barrison. Join us on our next installment as we examine the testimony of state's witness, Officer John Wurtenberg, who followed Corporal Heimer to the scene of the Canarex shooting. Also, if you would like to listen to these episodes early and ad-free, head over to our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You can find more information about this trial on our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page or at CrimeStory.com. Jury Duty is created, hosted, and produced by yours truly, Carrie Antholis. It was co-produced and edited by Chris Taracone. Music for this episode was provided by Strike Audio, and trial audio is courtesy of Law & Crime Networks. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you will come back for the next episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Michael Barrison.